It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Yes, welcome back to Atypically Topical. I'm I am... Mindy. <laughs> okay, I know you're going for it. You're trying to impress, I get it. I'm Josh, and Mindy's here with me. Hi. How's it going? All right. She's actually literally right next to me. Like, we're even closer than last week. Because <laughs> um, we have another guest. We're going oh, to try to... Oh, peeing. <laughs> yeah. Our dog is peeing outside. Thanks for that commentary. There was a little crack in the curtain, and you somehow saw that. I get easily distracted. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, anyways, yes, we have a dog also, and we have another one that was inside. Oh, wait. Where is the other one? I don't know. Hey, what do you know about what does he have? He has a plastic thing. He's chewing on it. We're trying to be professional here. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so Joaquin's here. Prince is here. All the gang is all here, of course. We're on week how much of quarantine? Five? I don't, I don't even know anymore. I'm just kind of... Excited. Yeah, we'll get into that with Quarantine Corner, our new segment that we have to do every week. But before that, let me go ahead and introduce our guest for this week. And you want to go ahead and take it away? You can do the intro. Yes, this is my lovely niece, Rebecca. Or Becky. I call her Becky. Hi. So we're going with <laughs> Becky? <laughs> I mean, I, no, I don't with Becky. Okay. Yeah, I don't call her Rebecca. I call her Becky. Yeah. I mean, they're both good. I don't know if, like, do people spell Rebecca weird sometimes? You know, like, they, people like to... Yeah, they put a K in it sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, or, like, K. I consistently have to tell people that my name is with one C. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah yours is different then. But, but it's, it's not so the annoying... Different. Yeah, it's not the annoying kind of different, where it's, like, R-E-B-E-K-A-H... Jay. Yeah. <laughs> um, My mom did consider naming me Rebecca with K A H, so thank goodness that that didn't. Yeah. End up. Not one of your mom's finer moments. Yeah. Yeah, like my sister, her kids are, like they're both kind of spelled weird because it's Christian and Isabella, but it's Christian without an H, and then Isabella with one L. So it's like they probably both have to spell it often. Christian you can't without an find H. Those names on like magnets in truckers. Yeah, I've always too. faced that struggle. Yeah, <laughs> she, she, there's probably just a regular Isabella, yeah. but you just have yeah. to have the two L's in there. I remember like when I was a kid, and you know how they had like little license plates you could put behind your bike. Oh yeah, I've always, mm-hmm. I always wanted one of those, but I never could find one until this day. Yeah, I probably never will. Sad. I'll make you one one day. <laughs> I don't have a bike, though. That's, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can put it on your car instead. Um, but yeah, so this week we're going to be talking about education. I mean, you both have more experience with that than I do, I guess. Well, I mean, you got an education. I, I did. I, I am educated, <laughs> but I mean, you're still both currently, um, you know, that's your professions, really. So Yeah. Um, and Becky, you are a first grade teacher, right? Yes. So I will never be out of school. My life will always revolve around <laughs> schedule. Yeah. So. Except now it's probably kind of crazy, I'm guessing. Um, yes. Luckily I only have three weeks left. And the last two weeks are gonna be pretty much just fun. Go outside and play. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah like I know eventually you just run out of stuff because you can't really <laughs> like yours is different because you well, yeah you no, have to test yeah well yeah well teachers have can have more work to do because they have to like give their kids assignments you know right. can communicate with them things like that but but they can do that online mm-hmm. but we can't our tests aren't designed to be um 
you know, I can't show them like the easel on yeah. on the camera or whatever else. And the tests aren't designed like that, so we can't do that. Yeah. So, so yeah. I've done, I have nothing left to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why we're kind of like um, going crazy trying to find stuff to do and mix up stuff. Like, so I guess we're already in Corning Corner. Let's see what, <laughs> what we've been up to. Probably not a lot. We did some mm-hmm. like shadow boxing and stuff earlier. Yeah. We've been um, going Continue to. playing Animal Crossing. You're playing Animal Crossing while I'm watching. Oh, well, how is that? I've heard so much <laughs> hype about that. It's fun. If it's like it's like very simple but very complicated cuz like it's like you can make your own island any way you want but it just takes a while to do everything. So each day you have to go in and like go fishing and collecting wood and things like that, I guess. <laughs> a little, I for, little Fortnite elements there. Yeah, except with without the killing. There's no guns in this game. <laughs> That's probably good. It's like if um, Fortnite was America. Um, Animal Crossing is New Zealand. Okay, flashback to last week. <laughs> yeah, go listen to last week's episode so you understand that reference. <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot what you had. I, I think Becky, you were gonna look up some like funny stories you had, or, or yes. So what what did you find? You can have your own little segment yeah, here. So <laughs> I um, found some things. Okay, so with quarantine, you know, people are praying for this, praying for that. So if you were wondering what six-year-olds are praying about right now, that's what I'm going to share with you. Oh, jeez. I teach first grade. You know, it's relevant to the age group that I am normally (laughs) around all the time. Right. I have a few here that I want to share. All right, here we go. She says, this week I'm praying for my three cats, grandma and grandpa and my godmother. I pray for my cats because I don't think they're religious. (laughs) 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 <laughs> wow okay okay um okay so then this one this one gets a little dark <laughs> okay. okay but i feel like maybe this came from this child overhearing a conversation maybe he shouldn't have heard no great um they say this week i am praying for my aunt Susie's friend because her son shot and killed her oh oh wow oh okay dark (laughs) (laughs) no i mean we've had well and you know what that's the (laughs) thing about kids like people really underestimate how much they notice and how (laughs) how much they're aware of everything around them they actually catch on if you shoot someone (laughs) yeah so you know i mean hey he's but i mean he has good intentions though you know he's praying for her (laughs) yeah yeah everyone can be saved so (laughs) okay so then this next one says uh, this week I'm praying for the virus to be over. Okay. Obviously, talking about coronavirus because my birthday is April 26th. <laughs> so, a little bit of a selfish, you know, yeah. selfish reason there. I would expect that. that I guess. Um, okay, this week I'm praying for my three cats because they seem a little sick since they throw up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, cat-related ones here. <laughs> Apparently they they're sick and they're the devil. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Not very religious. Yeah. No. I I think Prince would be like Buddhist because he's so calm, and then Joaquin is maybe like Christian or something. Are we, are we at that point in quarantine where we're trying to define religions to our dogs? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fair enough. All right, you said two more? Yeah. All right, go for it. All right, this week I'm praying for a good summer, sunny, bright, and fun, because this year has not been the best. Hmm. <laughs> sure. So, the, most, the most innocent you know. one, at least, of, of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, this one definitely has good intentions as well. This week I'm praying for my grandma to never forget to take her medicine because it's her heart medicine. Oh, oh. oh that's nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, I set like a reminder. Medicine, grandma. Maybe yeah. a reminder would be more effective than praying. Like well, again, I feel like this might have been something that, like they overheard. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Mom, don't forget to take your medicine. Right. Well, you should tell yeah. that student to just like go on your. Uh, well, I don't know if the grandma has a phone or, but like put a phone like a timer on their phone for every day for like twelve p.m. or something like that. Oh yeah. And then just be like, take medicine at this time, so she doesn't forget. There you go. Old people with technology, sometimes it's challenging. Even oh, yeah. Yeah, there have been like, um, so now that, because, you know, I like write for NBA stuff and mm -hmm. uh, they're, they've been doing, like coaches have been doing like meetings with, you know, like interviews and stuff, but now they have to do it on Zoom. So like I saw this one, it was the Rockets coach, actually. He's like 68 or something. And like he had to join Instagram live with like this like 30 year old chick that like does reporting. And he's like talking about how his son had to help him get him on. Cause he didn't even know what it was and everything. Oh my gosh. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. I can't imagine like the Spurs coach. He's even older and he hates it. He doesn't have any social media of any kind or anything. So it's probably a lot of people, a lot of older people having to adapt to the new age of just talking on on a screen now it's weird mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah those are funny those are those are good uh I like, I, yeah i like listening to those kind of kid things yeah although they're you very know, just blunt and honest yeah and for sure that's why like when i like whenever i go to classrooms to do observation on kids and it's like a like a kindergarten class i have kids that come up to me and they're like miss you're so pretty and i'm like i know you're telling the truth i am pretty <laughs> they wouldn't lie to me yeah they're very honest <laughs> You haven't learned that part where people uh, try to sugarcoat things or tell white <laughs> lies yet. So, yes. Yes. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know you've listened to a few of these, so you might know what's coming next. Um, we're going to do a little bit of uh, questioning Florida here. Wonderful. Sorry, I'm just, I was playing the, the theme music live, so... <laughs> <laughs> um all right so this week i have one from this one's actually from february of last year so it was pre-corona so headline this is from i wonder i wonder how many college kids were like they go to a party and they're like oh that's that was pre-corona <laughs> yeah probably you mean like before they drink corona yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's gonna have a whole new meaning yeah um okay so headline Florida man steals $33,000 in rare coins, exchanges them in Coinstar machine. Hmm. <laughs> so, Not the smartest. I mean, um, <laughs> so this I mean is does from, Coinstar do like international currency exchange? I don't think so, because when, when whenever like back home, when we had those big jugs yeah. of like change, sometimes there'd be pesos in there and it wouldn't take the pesos. I'm pretty sure it either doesn't take it or it might just spit them out. Maybe there is, or it might spit them out or it, some of them it'll just exchange like to whatever size. If it's like really close to a penny, it'll just do that because mm -hmm. it explains more in, in this, um, but it definitely doesn't exchange the rare coins 
as you would okay, expect. Okay, what were these rare coins exactly? Okay, the- let me get into it here. This is from... Okay, we got the question. <laughs> this is from <laughs> North Palm Beach. He easily had $33,000 uh, $33, worth, and he dumped it into a Coinstar machine, Michael Johnson said. So this was actually a collection by this guy named Michael Johnson. Authorities said that Shane Anthony Mail, 40, of Riviera Beach confessed he stole rare coins and other items valued at 350000 So he took a lot more than that. This is just the coin collection that was 33000 Mele reported uh, reportedly said he sold some and then ran many through the change machines where he got face value. I don't, I'm not sure about that. Um, <laughs> um, so Johnson, the guy he took it from, said he's disabled and mostly not working and that he wiped him of his life savings. Dang, what an asshole. I know. <laughs> Wow. So he's already disabled, and apparently he was helping him out. So I don't know what like kind of guy would do that. So he was saying, uh, Johnson said, I was using these coins to help stay alive. <laughs> There's no insurance that covers this kind of thing, really. Not, not at the losses we're talking about. It put me in a world of hurt. So uh, the guy, Melee, was booked. I don't know if it's Meal, Melee. It's M-E-L-E. It's, it's another weird one. It doesn't one. matter. Ma- I'm just Is gonna there call an accent? Him- no, there's not. So I guess it's just me. me I just said meal. Meal. Doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> um, he was booked on February 1st at Palm Beach County Jail, charged with grand theft of more than $100,000, along with an unrelated 10-count drug charge. So what, how, just, why did that happen? I don't know. I just, I just, I like how they just throw that in the in the post. Yeah. Like by the way, since you're here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, morning. we found these 10 counts on your record. Um, he left three days later after posting bond. So Johnson, who's in the finance industry, said that he inherited the large coin collection from his father, who died about six years ago. So making it even worse. <laughs> it was a mm-hmm. collection from his, his dead father, and he was disabled, and it was his life savings, and this guy took it. Not not the greatest. He said he started collecting at age 16 and estimated he had more than 100,000 coins in 80 boxes. Dang, it's like... Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you acquire that. I I don't even know, like, I have, like, such a passion for something that I need to have 80 boxes today. (laughs) I don't know. Mm -hmm. How many animals do you have on that game? (laughs) (laughs) Not not 80 boxes full. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't put them in boxes, I hope. Well, no, the fish have, like, their little (laughs) aquarium, and then there's, like, a little, like, fossil exhibit. I have a T-Rex, which Mm. is pretty cool. Sorry, I got you started. Um, Moving on. (laughs) He he said he'd met Meal a few years back through mutual friends, and he'd helped out the man. And then Meal contacted him last fall on social media, saying his wallet had been stolen. So he let him stay at his business office uh, at just north of Ebb Tide Drive. They have the street name for some reason. Um... In exchange for help with the work project. So he gave him work to do and let him stay at his office. And then he came back in October and said that everything was ransacked. The police report so said... So the John- coins were kept in his office. Yeah, he had him in his office and he, I guess he was gone for a while and that guy used that chance to... Uh, Take it all, yeah. The police report said that he gave investigators... Uh, Johnson gave um, investigators security camera footage showing Neil placing blue tape over the cameras. So not sketchy at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if only those were like kind of like we have a live ring feed, like if you saw that happening, yeah. then he'd be able to bust them, but unfortunately that wasn't the case. Um the report said police learned that he had an outstanding warrant. It doesn't say for what. So and they were acting on a tip and they found him 
um, in Lake Worth. So they said that Mia later confessed to stealing the coins, telling authorities that Johnson owed him, which I'm not sure what else. (laughs) (laughs) And then it says it doesn't elaborate. Obviously, they probably were like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, It says that he told police he was looking for a way out and saw the coins as just that. So, all right. Uh, this is the the best part here. So, he, he told police that he had pawned some of the coins for $4,000, and then he dumped the rest in the coin star. Um, people often trade large stashes of loose coins for store credit, minus a fee of as much as, like, about 12%. That means if he dropped in the 33 presidential coins valued at $1,000 each, he got about $29.30. No. <laughs> so... I guess he come out with he came out with about four thousand and twenty nine dollars. Yeah. But he was caught, so that's a good thing. I'm not sure what happens with the coins that went in the machine or anything like that. I'm sure they could maybe I mean they look so different. I'm yeah. Different. Could bust it open and get them out and get them back to him, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so douche for <laughs> sure. Um but he also has a pretty decent Florida man score. So on here I'll have to show you later, but he does have a mugshot, which Mindy can um, look at. It looks, he looks like if, <laughs> like a middle, like a typical, like, guy you would think that works in the docks of Florida. <laughs> middle age. Yeah. And he's like, here, I can show her at least a rough, hmm. a rough picture of. Ooh. Yeah. Kind of has okay. like a, a hairline that goes beyond the back of his head somehow. And he's like kind of uh, scruffy and kind of looks like sad, little wrinkles on his forehead. Yeah, he probably like drinks half a bottle of whiskey at night. Uh-huh. He seems like that, that kind of person. And out of the have, paper bag. Yeah. And they're, and then the out of paper bag. The other half that morning, the next morning. <laughs> yes. Um, so for having a mugshot on the article, you get five points. Um, this is actually a new one. An actual street address mentioned is actually worth a point. So... We, random. Yeah, it's random. I guess it's kind of a weird thing to have. Um, quantity of cash over $1,000, that's two points. Theft is two points. And then there's a mention of marijuana that I think I just glossed over, but that was in his drug charges. So that's another <laughs> one point. Um, and actually, it said 10 counts, so they probably could have been a lot more if they listed his, all his drugs. But he had a total of 11 Florida man points. So I think anytime you reach the double digits, you're you're approaching uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For sure. Or Hall of Shame, I would say, probably. <laughs> um so yeah. We'll we'll say this as like a cautionary of when you when you're not educated. That's how I can tie it into our theme <laughs> this this week. If you're educated, you would steal the coins and sell it to a pawn shop. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> educated but not no moral compass at all. Yeah. Fair enough. Like you can be educated and an asshole. That's true. <laughs> Very true. I'm just trying to think, how could you cover the security cameras without being seen? Like, if you just came from under... Like, like from behind the, it? <laughs> you know, and just put it up yeah. there, but get you from another angle. I guess so. if you were just already masked, but then what's the point of covering? <laughs> you just come in holding a yeah. huge piece of tape up over your head, <laughs> and then just putting it right over the whole thing. Um <laughs> But yeah. Um, yeah. Or it could be, I forget, I think it did a Florida man story where like some guys like tried to put masks over their face. Oh, yeah. And it was really poorly done. Yeah. That guy could have done that, but like covered his face with the tape and then <laughs> taped the camera. True. That's true. That would have been. Let's, let's actually not try to give more ideas for people that want to do this <laughs> yeah, in the future. Yeah, bottom line, 
don't yeah, do it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So Mindy. Okay. You researched something, I guess, from the past. I was really tempted to do something really dark, like I always am, but then I didn't do that. All right. Because th- th- <laughs> there's a story that I found about, um, uh, you know, the um, Native Americans, like, in the 80s, um, in the 1800s, that they made them go to these um, schools to um, let's assimilate them to... Um, you know, white culture. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of Native American kids that died mm. in, that, in, the, yeah, in those schools. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> there's actually a really cool documentary about it. I forget what it's called, but it was good. Mm. Um, so this is about Jaime um, Escalante. Ah, you went kind of Cinco de Mayo route also. I wasn't thinking about doing <laughs> that, but I guess. Since we well, can't do that this week. Well, he's from Bolivia. So, oh, okay. Well, so it's not. Okay. But it happens in LA, so oh okay. So it's That's, we're back on. <laughs> it's kind of like that, I guess. Um, so let me get into Jaime. I I don't sure if it's he pronounces Jamie or Jaime, but it's probably Jaime. So I'm gonna say I mean, Jaime. does it have an accent? Does that accent matter? Yeah, if it's, I think it would be on the I. If it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna call him Jaime. <laughs> I don't okay. care. Yeah. Um, so there's not much that I could find about his background, but he was born in 1930 in La Paz, Bolivia, and his parents were both teachers. Um, and that's kind of all we know from his childhood. He actually um, taught mathematics and physics for 12 years, 12 years in Bolivia before immigrating to the United States. When he came here, he worked various different jobs while teaching himself English and earning another college degree before eventually returning to the classroom as an educator. Um, in 1974, he began to teach at Garfield Heights School, which is in East L.A. And if you know anything in East L.A. in the 1970s, it's not great. Mm. Very low socioeconomic status, a mm. lot of crime, um, mostly minority populations, a lot of Hispanics. So this is so, probably where the story is going to take a turn. Yeah. <laughs> so not the best area. A lot yeah. of the kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of the kids are you know, less educated. They drop out more often because of that. Um, yeah. So it took four years. He starts stealing coins. <laughs> uh, he would be able to count the coins <laughs> better and understand their value. In Spanish and English. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so he began teaching in 1974 at that high school. It took him four years to lay out the groundwork to get textbooks and establish a curriculum um, to reach his goal to offer AP calculus in high school. Um, he believed higher mathematics was the key to a good job uh, and a promising ticket out of the barrio um, and, have, and to have a successful career. Southern California was full of aerospace companies, aircraft makers, computer and engineer, engineering and manufacturing businesses eager to hire qualified young Latinos. And so kind of like... Uh, his thought is that, like, if the kids could pass these, this AP calculus class, um, they would have, um, you know, a better opportunity to get those better jobs in those um, science and mathematical right. fields. Jaime recruited students um, for his class the way coaches recruited for sports. He got word of students who seemed to have an aptitude for numbers and lobbied them to join him. How do you find kids that have an aptitude for numbers? I guess maybe they just are better at math. (laughs) Okay. But he sends people out to, like, recruit them or what? Yeah. Because, I mean, these kids aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to take AP Calculus. 
was like, dude, mm-hmm. this guy at McDonald's just gave me the right change just like that. We need to go check this guy out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're probably better at math than me. I-, I swear, I swear, I have a learning disability in math. Yeah, I just like how they compare it to sports. <laughs> it's like, this guy can, can make change and he's 6'1", 250. <laughs> you really want to take a look at this guy. He's going some places. Yeah. In 1978, he persuaded 14 students to take his calculus class and sit for the AP calculus exam the following spring. Um, so the students arrived. So the students that he got were 10th graders. Um, and in the high school, they they were there for three years. Um, so and usually when they came in, they had no fundamentals to tackle higher math. Hmm. Um, and so... Jaime and his colleagues had three years to teach five or six years worth of material to each to reach the level AP test questions. Dang. Yeah, these kids like these kids barely knew how to add or subtract. <laughs> so they had those couple of years to It's a tall order. Yeah. It's crazy. He was able to get old AP test questions and prepared handouts from other resources to get them ready. So he usually started the class usually started at eight AM. But he started at 7.30 in the morning, and then he would tutor the kids after school. One after another of the students fell by the wayside, unwilling and unable to maintain Jaime's uh, <laughs> brutal pace, uh, and determined to keep up to keep up with their sports and other um, extracurricular activities. Five made it to the end of the academic year um, and took the test. Five, oh, that's it? Yeah, and two passed. <laughs> oh, Wait, yeah. did it say how many started? Uh, it was 14, I believe. Okay, so this, this, two out of 14 passed. Yeah. Okay. Um, one, one out of seven, okay. The next year, nine students made it all the way through the year, and six passed the test. Hmm, okay. In, in 1981, 15 took the test, and 14 passed, including hmm. one with a score of five, which is the highest possible score. Dang. Um, wow. And the school administration opposed Jaime frequently for the next few years when, when while he was doing this. He was threatened with dismissal by the assistant principal because he was coming too early, leaving too late, and failing to get administrative permission to raise funds to pay for students' um, advanced placement tests. Okay, hold on. (laughs) So they were mad at him for coming in too early, leaving too late, and getting money for them to take these tests that'll let let them succeed. Yeah. I saw a quote somewhere that (laughs) said, like... Um, you know, it's no really point in like trying with these kids because you know he's gonna. <laughs> what an asshole! Yeah, um, yeah. How dare he be that committed to his job? Yeah. Um, the opposition changed with the arrival of a new principal. His name is Henry Gradias. Um, aside from allowing him to stay, he overhauled the academic curriculum at Garfield, reducing the number of basic math classes and requiring those taking basic math to take algebra as well. He denied extracurricular activities to students who failed to maintain a seat average and to new students who failed basic uh, skill tests. Hmm. In 1982, the year of the most famous retest, 18 Garfield students took the math test for the first time everyone passed. Dang. In 1987, the year of the peak of peak participation in his class, um, 127 of Garfield's t- students took the AP calculus test more than at Beverly Hills High and more than all of four high schools in the entire county. 85 of the students passed, meaning 
of all Mexican-American students in America who passed the AP Calculus test that year were his students. So he's probably like, oh, wow. see, I knew what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. How many years did it take him to reach that? Uh, like, so, when, when did he start? So he started in, in 1978. Yeah. So, and then this was 87? Uh, and this was, yeah, 87. So like nine, not even 10 oh. years? Yeah. That's it's crazy. Just, it's just pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, he is really doing the most here. Oh, for like, sure. <laughs> if, like, a despite, true example despite. of a teacher with passion. Yeah. Like it's like the Dangerous Minds um, teacher, except it's not the students that are hurt the problem. It's just like the administration <laughs> and everyone else. Yeah. Uh, Jaime and his team shepherd hundreds of students with the calculus and other high math courses at Garfield. Um, and so... Many of them took and passed advanced placement tests, and some made it to the best colleges in America and went to high-profile careers in teaching, science, engineering, and other fields. Um, and I have, I have like a list of some of the kids that um, he taught. And so there's like one, his name is Daniel Castro. He earned a master, a bachelor's and a master's in electrical, no, electrical engineering. Just fix that. <laughs> I knew at some point. I knew at some point. Yeah, that was going to happen. I'm um, not going to fix it. In fact, I'm going to add more stutters into that part. Shut up. Um, make it into like a little beat. Yeah, make it into a remix. Um, anyways, it's okay. An electrical engineering from MIT. Electrical. No, I was kidding. You got and it. then a law degree from UC Berkeley. Nice. Um, MIT, that's crazy. Yeah, another kid graduated from MIT, and then his brothers went to Harvard. I see some Harvards, Cal State's in there. Yeah, so, wow. uh, civil engineering, one's a math teacher at Arizona State. One is he got an internship at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Dang. Damn. This guy's legit, man. Yeah, so just so many, kid. So many lives affected just by that one person. Yeah, for real. Just and take a leap in an area... That was obviously going to be a struggle. Yeah. And like sticking to it, even with like pushback <laughs> for some reason. Hyman became one of the most famous and most admired teachers of his time by inspiring and conjuring students to excel regardless of poor, I the my computer, <laughs> uh, regardless of their poor preparation in junior high, difficult home situations, and adequate study habits, drugs, gangs, and other daunting obstacles. There is actually a film about this story hmm. it's called stand and deliver it was created in 1988 it um, sounds familiar yeah and it it's, does it's, who's in it anybody we would know um i can look why you, why edward you james almost oh it's the selena's dad yeah he actually hmm. received an oscar mo- nomination for this role yeah the guy that plays selena's dad in the movie um and there's someone else. I actually met him oh you did did you hold on everybody stop when um my first year in college i was at um texas a&m and he was doing like a speaking event of some kind and i was like i don't care what he's talking about i'm going to meet selena's dad (laughs) (laughs) that's cool but yeah he played i don't think i've seen that movie though yeah um i haven't seen it either but i think we'll watch it afterwards yeah maybe um so he plays uh jaime in the story you know the the movie really made him famous and you know put him in forefront you know he kept continued to like you know teach and all that stuff something i found interesting is that in the mid-1990s he became a strong supporter of english-only education efforts and then in 1997 he joined ron unes 
um, English for Children initiative, which eventually ended most bilingual education in California schools, which is something I'm like, mm. I don't really agree with that. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, Just cut that part out. He was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's some flaws with bilingual schools, yeah. but I think it's important to teach your kids multiple languages. Yeah, for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. that's, that's something I was like, eh. not your best. Not your, <laughs> not your best. best moment. Yeah. Maybe good intentions behind yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it is it is easier to like learn things when you are only teaching one language. But I mean, if you le- if you learn both, like you have so many more opportunities and right. stuff. Uh, anyways, um, like I said, he won a bunch of awards as well, and I'm gonna go over through all of them. But yeah, he won a bunch. I think the one that I want to really to um, point out is that he won the Presidential Medal of Excellence in Education. Oh. Uh, by Ronald Reagan in 1988. Nice. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that was like, it looks like it was the year after he accomplished that um, testing, so. Yeah. Um, Warranted. Yeah. On March 30, 2010, he um, died at the age of 79 because he was going, um, he had bladder cancer. Hmm. So. 79 is good, though. Yeah, I guess. I think any point above like 75 is like, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Very cool. Well, let's go. Oh, let's give an early cheers to uh, Jaime. What's his name? Escalante. <laughs> Escalante. Yay. Cheers. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here with um, something we haven't done in a while, I think. And it's something called Spot the Real. You probably haven't heard that in a while because you don't listen to it live, right? No. Um, so for this, this is basically one of those multiple choice games, but one of the answers is going to be a real, the real answer, and the other two is something I made up, okay? Okay. And what I looked for this time to tie in with the theme, there's a Huffington Post article from 2012 that talked about strange things that have been banned in schools at some point. Hmm. So... <laughs> Some of these will be like they have been banned, but then like, you know, later rescinded or whatever. But there was a time where they weren't allowed, at least in a couple of schools. All right. Okay. So I'm going to throw the um, prompts out to you and we'll see what you guys think. All right. The first one. One of these is real. Things that have been banned in schools. Ugg boots, Converse sneakers, or Air Jordans. Mm. So when you have an answer locked in, go ahead and give me the thumbs up. See, I don't really play off of each other. Okay. All right, we'll get Becky's uh, answer first. What do you think it is? I say Ugg boots. Ugg boots? Okay, Mindy. I'm going to say Jordans because Ugg boots seems like the obvious answer because they're hideous, <laughs> but I don't know if you can exclude those shoes just because of being ugly. Okay. All right, so let me go ahead and read a little bit about it. You can you don't have to cover because I think okay. what it's doing is it's covering the audio. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I can just scroll like this, but just don't like bring it out a hey, little bit. Hey, Town. <laughs> I said don't read it. <laughs> yeah, Mindy, just look look in another direction. <laughs> Immediately look straight at it. Okay, <laughs> January 2012. Students of Pottstown, I guess you know where that is? Yeah. It's in Pennsylvania somewhere. Mm-hmm. Students in Pottstown Middle School in, in Pennsylvania will be barred from wearing the fur-lined boots known as Uggs Dang in classes. <laughs> Becky got one here. School policy states students are allowed to bring their phones to school, but they have to be turned off and kept in their lockers during classroom. 
Wait, what does that have to do with anything? I'm getting to okay. that. Okay. If you if you read ahead, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All that roomy fur has become the perfect place to smuggle handheld technology into the classroom. So you see, yeah, okay, they're smuggling it. it into their huge yeah. <laughs> boots. Yeah. The new school policy states students may continue to wear outdoor boots to and from school to protect them from cold, snow, and ice, but need to change into a pair of sneakers or shoes before entering homeroom. That's just very inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's one. What's one to our guest, Becky? All right. There's going to be three total, so not not too many. So you better step it up, Mindy. Okay. This geez. time. <laughs> that was very like demanding. This time I'll let you answer first. All right. Number two. Things that have been banned in schools at some point. Imaginary friends, best friends, or lunchboxes from the show Friends. <laughs> One of these was banned. I'm going to say best friends. I think I've heard about this before. Okay. Becky? I agree. I was going to say best Okay. Yeah, imaginary friends would be weird to... <laughs> and I think you just made up the lunchboxes. I mean, I made up that one and imaginary friends. Um, but let's read about why, because it's, uh, it's interesting. September 2017, members of the royal family, so this happened in the UK, I guess. Uh, members of the royal family aren't often told what they can and can't do, but just a few days into his first year of school, four-year-old Prince George already faces a mandate. No best friends allowed. The school George attends bans kids from having best friends. Instead, teachers encourage all students to form bonds with one another to avoid creating feelings of exclusion among those without best friends. The trend of banning best friends has been growing for several years, and it's spread beyond European borders to American schools as well. Some psychologists and parents argue kids become more well-adjusted when they have larger friend groups and can avoid negative feelings associated with feeling left out. So, what do you guys think about that one? I don't agree with that. Yeah. I was always I was like someone that didn't have, like, a lot of friends, but my, like, my friends and I were really close. Right. So, I mean, for a situation like like that, Mindy, like that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But I can I kind of agree because when you label someone as this is my best friend, then it kind of wards off any of the other kids from it's like it's like they're off limits because mm-hmm. they're your best friend. Mm-hmm. And it's it makes it like a really clicky situation. I think Becky just had a real yeah. possessive friend yes. growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> She's all like shaking right now. <laughs> I've just seen it from like my own students. Yeah. Like when you label someone as your best friend, then it's like, well, I can't play with her because that's someone else's best friend. But I guess and like, how is that something that you can enforce as a, as a bannable thing? Yeah. I feel like kids will have their best friends either way. I mean, you can't. Like, you can't. You're still my best friend. Yeah. Just whisper it. We're breaking the law. <laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> Take your phone out of your Ugg boots and give me a text. I mean, I think it'd be difficult to explicitly say best friends are banned and instead kind of going the more positive route of like just encouraging. Yeah. I would, to be more I would social. go more with that. Yeah. I, mean, I would. I'd be on board with that. Yeah. I could see kind of what they're going for, but like to ban the use of that term or labeling stuff, then it's it's kind of weird, I would say. But I don't know what yeah. kind of, I don't know how it's gone to American schools. So this was, a, this was in 2017, so I'm not sure. All right. So we got one more here. So you guys are, she has two. You're going for the sweet, Becky. Mindy, you're going for two of three. Let's get into, this is from 2012. The New York City Department of Education sought to have 
quote unquote upsetting words removed from standardized uh, from standardized tests that include birthday dinosaur or dance upsetting words upsetting words um like they don't want them on standardized tests because like kids could be offended by them so um which one of these is the real one that they wanted to take out birthday dinosaur or dance i guess i have a guess (laughs) all right well we'll we'll see what becky says first i would say birthday Birthday? Okay. I was going to say birthday, too. Birthday? Okay. Yeah. You guys are about to say that. Because I feel like maybe, like, maybe some kids don't get to celebrate their birthdays. I like Yeah, like, the word birthday itself can be very triggering if they have bad experiences with their birthdays. Or um, students who are also, like, Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I had an Indian friend that didn't celebrate Halloween. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, that sucks. Like, you're missing out on the candy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can still have candy, maybe. Well, I, I guess so. Maybe their parents, maybe their parents, parents candy bad. for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to have it. Yeah, I guess it'll be less uh, less dangerous for them just to <laughs> just buy candy and, instead of getting it from strangers. Probably had nice teeth, too. Yeah. Yeah, she did have nice teeth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. So let's see. Let's get into this one. This is from a CBS New York article from 2012. In an effort to eliminate potential unpleasant emotions among students, the New York Department of Education has placed a ban on mentions of birthdays, dinosaurs, Halloween, and dancing. What? So it's everything. It's all Wait, three of these. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys both get a point on this one. I just made this one um, uh, a winner. On a, whatever you pick, you you win. Like, everyone's a winner. Yeah, everyone's that a winner. Ex- See, just like the schools need to be doing. Everyone's a winner. There's no competition. <laughs> That's not going to happen in America. Do we need yeah. to be doing that, though? Yeah, we do not. <laughs> Definitely um, not. Uh, uh, is it going to give an explanation? Yes. Why okay. Yeah, I'll give an explanation on some of these. Uh, yeah, because um, <laughs> some of these seem like a stretch. According to the paper, the mandate is meant to curb fear that references to these topics might stir controversy among students. Dinosaurs, officials said, could bring up evolution. Which it should. (laughs) Halloween could suggest paganism. (laughs) You can't even know what paganism is. (laughs) Not unless you tell them. I guess. Maybe that's something that um, maybe not your first graders would know, but maybe like older kids. And uh, Becky hit Mm -hmm. this one on the head. Birthdays might create animosity among students who are Jehovah's Witnesses since they don't celebrate them. You said that also. And in a throwback to Footloose, the word dancing is also uh, not allowed. However, there is good news for kids that like ballet because there was an exception made for that. But but I don't understand <laughs> dancing, though. I don't know. Why is dancing a taboo? That one doesn't even have an explanation. So uh, Even Jehovah's Witnesses, I assume, like like to dance. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> At least do ballet. Like, like even like Orthodox Jews. Like I saw that show. Um, I think it's called Unorthodox mm, yeah. on Netflix. They did dancing. Oh, I haven't watched that. That's good. But um, they do a lot of dancing in that. And those are like the like most strict, one of the stricter religions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think this one explained why they don't have dancing. And I didn't feel like I needed to look into it. <laughs> um, and they had like the full list on there on the article. But a couple of others that I just handpicked were computers in the home. I don't know why that... <laughs> 
they specified like people like kids that don't have a computer in their home will get upset i don't know and there's also junk food and then homes with swimming pools they don't want that to be on standardized tests i mean what kind of question would revolve around that maybe like (laughs) it's probably those kinds that are like you know a prompt like jill had friends that came over to her swimming pool and three of them fell in uh only one of them died (laughs) maybe they wouldn't have that um can you can you was it is was it either susie mary or rachel that committed the murder There'd be a lot more problems with that question. For a different reason. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure death wasn't on was on the list too. That they couldn't be on there. There's also you couldn't have. Um, How about murder. Murder wasn't. Yeah, definitely Assault? not allowed. Any kind of crime, anything okay. in the Florida Man story would not be allowed on standardized tests. Okay. Um, alcohol wasn't allowed. There. Yeah. There. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I mean, I'm hoping by now this. Most of these don't really aren't that strictly enforced because, I mean, birthday, I, I mean, I guess I could see the point of like some people can't, but, but I feel like if I don't have something, it doesn't mean I can't read about it in one question of a test. Yeah, p- the kids like the are Jehovah's Witnesses, they at least know what birthdays are. Yeah. Just because they don't have them doesn't mean they don't know what they are. Yeah. And then, yeah, some of these like, it's like, okay, if I didn't have a computer in my home. It's like, oh, oh my word, a computer. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking back the other day about the computer I had like when I was in high school yeah. and how we used to do projects on them and like how long it took for each page to yeah, load. That's true. But, yes. like, we had so much patience back then. We did. Kids will never know the struggle. <laughs> I guess the kids that you guys deal with now, but no, they uh, don't. don't have oh no idea, gosh. but... It's just us that have to remember the, those times. Dial-up internet and all that stuff. And now what? we're looking forward to Google Fiber soon, hopefully. <laughs> oh, was, did you ever have that screensaver where it was like the tubes that like went around and stuff? I got memorized I think by that. so. You got what? Of course. Memorized, uh, mesmerized by that. I was like, you got memorized? <laughs> what does that mean? I had, it, so it was just like, I don't know, something about the tubes like moving <laughs> on the screen. I, I remember the lawnmower guy going on the grass. That's That was a popular one. And there was also one with flying toasters. I don't remember. You don't remember flying toasters? I don't remember yeah. those. Uh, maybe that was before your time. Maybe. <laughs> um, you are older than I am old, I am slightly older than you guys. But um, I, don't, I guess it probably was when I was like in elementary school. I remember them being on like the the one computer in the in the classroom um and they would like have those screensavers yeah no. you don't no you always had laptops or no not laptops had, but you had like yeah we we had like computers yeah just just i just forever. remember um like our home computer when i was in elementary school and of course like aim yeah, yeah aim and then there was MSN Messenger. And Typing the- your away message. Yeah. With like <laughs> chemical romance lyrics or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then like. Um, and Oh, and then when you had MySpace, you had the, like your five songs. Oh, you and your top, yes. your top eight or whatever. That would be yes. banned. Yeah. That'd be banned nowadays. I guess I- if you're including eight, is that a group? Like <laughs> where, do, where does this end? <laughs> Dude, I felt like that's like the most coding I've ever done in my life was coding. Of, of yes, I was just thinking the same thing. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what did you have to do to? It had to like go in there and find that exact spot to paste that code. Whatever really? it was. I guess I never did that. Pink. 
Yeah, because I remember I had to find a, a specific uh, code to make mine, like the text blue and the background black, because I was like my yes. thing back then. So you actually went into the code of the yeah. site and like where yes. it has all the brackets and yeah. Oh wow, yeah. See, I never did yep. that. I was very serious about my space. <laughs> That's. The- I remember. I remember exactly what you're saying, Mindy. Yeah. That's the yes. only time you would you've ever coded in your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now everything's kind of made well, Cody, it easy. when we were like preteens. <laughs> and something should have never changed that y'all could have learned a lot more if they just kept that <laughs> that way of learning. It's like, hey, you want to get your own song on here? You got to code it. <laughs> if they did that for Animal Crossing, I would learn to code more. <laughs> like, if I want to get like a cool leather jacket to go on my person, I would need to put the code in. It's mm. a good idea mm-hmm. for now that everybody's kind of stuck inside. Trying to get somebody to make a version of it where it's like teach them coding and then. But then I don't need to learn how to code. It's not relevant for my job whatsoever. That's true, I guess. You don't know. You don't know how long this is going to last. We're all going to become coders (laughs) soon. I don't even know what that means. Um, But yeah. But anyways. (laughs) Anyways, that was a yeah. So you got. I guess technically you got all three of them right. Three and two. Good job, guys. Wasn't really able to fool you that much. Air Jordans. I thought you might fall for. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I thought maybe they were really expensive before like selling <laughs> yeah. them from each other. People get jealous. I just has immediately Jordans. went to like that <clears throat> other very extra. Yeah. As footwear. That's true. Yeah. I mean, then, a lot like, of... and then the really tall ones, you could even like fold them over. Oh, really? <laughs> was like the fluff was really out there like that's just too much did no. you used to wear uggs i'm trying to remember yeah i did i had a pair of purple uggs too that were like <laughs> yeah the at the time yeah because becky and i went to school together like for a couple of years like we were in the same high school right oh yeah, yeah. were we yeah we were in east together middle school together um maybe yeah because we were Tohican, yeah, and then we and people would ask us how we're related, and eventually we we're just like we just gotta tell them we're cousins. Cause <laughs> it's gonna get oh yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Because you're how close in age? Like a year and nine months, I think. I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 27. Yeah, so yeah, close to close to two. Yeah, that is weird to be that close and be <laughs> niece and an aunt. Yeah, well. I, I I always like thought of Becky as like more of a sister than my niece, just because we were so close in age. We used to play together all the time. Mm. Um, oh yeah, you know <laughs> we we spent a lot of time together, hanging out and playing games as kids, and um, it was fun. Yeah, now she made it onto I the agree. podcast before your your actual sister. So there you go. Yeah, she, she has that over her. We can hold that over her if we ever get her on here. <laughs> Or we can have all you guys. Why That's not? True. Maybe not all of them. But... <laughs> I'm gonna have so many technical problems. <laughs> like, I can barely have one guest on here. We could probably get. We could definitely get two, but maybe more than that would be pushing it. Everybody would be talking over each other, and I'd be like freaking out. But yeah, um, I think that covered it, right? Yeah. Everyone feel good about this. That was fun. Thanks for sharing your uh, yeah. the stories you found. <laughs> Those are entertaining. Oh I hope, yeah. Hope you learned some things. I learned. I always learn from her segment. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, what you shared about um, Jaime, yeah. if we're pretending there's an accent on his name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, teaching, it's hard. It's really hard, even in the easiest of circumstances. Right. Um, it really just takes like a special kind of person to jump into the challenge of like, this situation sucks, but I'm going to try to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like teachers, we like if we paid teachers for like the amount of work they did, it would be like twice of what they're making right now. It's, oh, for sure. Yeah, especially like my special education teachers, like they go like really above and beyond what they like oh, yeah. are oh, required yeah. to do. I, th- I think I read in like uh, when I was doing research for my, whatever I was going to talk about, there was like a, I think it was maybe Finland that like their teachers are kind of held in the same regard as doctors and uh, like there's another like you know really high profession they're paid that way and they're like revered that way so i'm like that's how it should be man yeah because you're talking about like molding kids that grow up to be all those things yeah because it's not only you gotta like prepare the like um the things you have to teach them and like grade the papers but like you have to also monitor the progress like especially with like my special education kids yeah. like we have to look at like how they're progressing where they're at like you know and they're reading and writing and math like if they're not succeeding where we want them to go what else can we do we have to train another hmm. goal for them different accommodations and it's just <laughs> a lot <laughs> She's just she's having a panic attack right now. <laughs> well, I'm not. I mean, I just don't, I don't preach, have to do that Mindy, shit. preach. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. you. No, this makes me want to go protest somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> let's go out in groups and go protest right now. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> I feel like other. though with this with this quarantine, uh, a yeah. lot of kids are finally seeing the struggle of like yeah. teaching their kids. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like they can't. Point. You know, there, there's nothing like a teacher to do that job it's yeah because they because it takes like full commitment and dedication and not just like something you do on the side like oh there's a lesson plan let's just read it word for word and if you don't get it fuck it <laughs> <laughs> and then that note well you're gonna be <laughs> dumb yeah um well thanks for coming um yeah. anything else you have to say um no thanks for having me I kind of felt like I was just like listening in on your podcast and like just enjoying it. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm on it. I should probably say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And that, this is like how all the guest ones go. We we kind of have them chime in, but we just hog most of the, the airtime. That's how it. I mean, we're the nice. talent. No, I enjoyed <laughs> it. I enjoyed my time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we appreciate I know you've listened to some of them already. So, yeah, good to know. We have some listeners out there that we're still doing this for, but we mostly just do you it do. for our own kicks. <laughs> But thanks for being on. We'll have you again at some point. We always can think of a topic to talk about. So yeah, even if it's like dogs part two or like Houston. Or- <laughs> yeah, we have. I can definitely be um, an- another voice if we talk about dogs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dogs part two. Did you listen to the dog episode? I don't think so. No. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. We yeah. talked about Stubby. He's pretty great. Yeah, Sergeant Stubby. Yeah, I think we had my sister on there who's a dog sitter, but. Yeah, it was a while back, so the, the quality might not be great, but it's still worth a listen. Pretty solid content. Yeah, <laughs> they're always solid content. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for being here. We'll thanks. see you next time. We're going to go ahead and raise our glasses here and go grab a refill. All right, bye. The fish have like the little <laughs> aquarium, and then there's like a little like fossil exhibit. I have a T Rex, which mm. is pretty cool. And- Sorry, I got you started. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs>